Thank you for tuning in to Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. I am music producer Chick with Beats. And I'm entrepreneur Breezy Gibson. And we're glad that you're here with us, rocking with us once again. Um, you know, this is our favorite time of the week. We love sharing all this information and good stuff with you. And of course, you know, Beats by yours truly. So, you know, it's a fun time and uh, I'm kind of excited to get to it. How about you? Yeah, you know, there's a lot going on. Uh, the beat goes on. And so, you know, we turn the chapter to another show. And uh, so let's do it. I mean, I'm excited about it. All right, let's go.
Okay, and we're back with music industry news. Universal um, has generated almost a billion dollars from subscription streaming um, in the third quarter as overall revenues grew 13.3% compared to the same time last year. So, you know, with their overall recorded music revenues, which includes streaming, physical, you know, all that good stuff for the quarter were 2.07 billion, which was up 10.1% from the same time last year as well. So the subscription streaming has gotten larger, which is, you know, something to be expected because we've been seeing a lot of this trend going on. And uh, yeah, that's a lot of money when you look at it though. Like (laughs) to think just a billion came from streaming alone, subscription. So that means like it's not ad supported, but people are actually paying for it. So, you know, that's always the, the better revenue because they pay out at a higher rate when people pay for it as opposed to listening for free. So those are some huge figures and something to definitely be aware of. What do you think? Yeah, well, you know, uh, from a, from an income point of view, uh, a couple of, I guess, maybe three times, three or four times we, we, we've talked about, we've spoken about subscriptions and how uh you know when subscriptions were first mentioned you know we'll do it again you know when subscriptions were first mentioned a few years back as a a way to generate ongoing income you know people were uh, entrepreneurs uh businesses were slow to think about and now think of the metamorphosis look at the metamorphosis and man there's a lot of folks uh grabbing that offering subscriptions because they know that is ongoing income mm-hmm. and um, I mean really it's really grabbing on uh, to some folks um, you know so the trickle down is sustainable income now the trickle up <laughs> like you're speaking about with the big business you know I mean that's Hey, they may uh, undergo some difficulties or uh, expectancies are less than what they thought they were and stuff like that. But for the little man, oh, that's a way to generate sustainable income. Or the little woman, sustainable income. Absolutely. And, you know, something to keep in mind, too, if you're one of those people that's concerned about how much artists get paid, Um, So whenever you have a platform that gives you the option to listen for free with ads or uh, whether or not you want to pay the subscription every monthly uh, monthly to make sure that you're getting access to the music. If you pay, that means that the artist is going to get a higher percentage compared to if you're just listening for free. So just something to keep in mind if you want to help support artists, you know, go ahead and chip in the the money uh, monthly. Uh, to make sure that they can actually afford to keep making the music that you love to hear. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> because, you know, you and I know that trick that they undergo is a lot of expenses, mm-hmm. a lot of expenditures from A to Z uh, that an artist uh, has to experience. And so um, just to get a wee bit back is a, is a real blessing. So. Mm-hmm. Don't hesitate to uh, support your artists yeah. um, any way you can. Yeah. Yep. That's one of the so, best so. ways to do it. It really helps. That's right. <laughs> Makes a difference. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And the Black Music Summit is heading to Ibiza or Ibiza for some of us uh, U.S. people, as we pronounce it. But the summit aims to kind of help shape the future of the music industry, specifically through live performances, panel discussions, keynotes, workshops, events, club nights. Apparently, they're putting together a big to-do, and it's going to be led by uh, some of the most influential voices in the music industry. So the Black Music Summit is going to launch a number of events in key locations all around the world leading up to Ibiza in the summer of next year. So, hey, you know, if you got some some money to be putting aside to make sure you can participate in that, now's a good time to start planning. And because uh, it sounds like it's going to be really advantageous for the people who uh, plan on attending. So, yeah, you know, I hear Ibiza is absolutely lovely. So what better way to learn about the industry and kind of absorb what's happening in the business in a beautiful location? Why not? Right. Right, right. You know, and years ago, um, you know, the, the 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 convention type of style of of spreading the info was pretty big. Uh, people were um, joining, traveling, going to different places, different cities to attend uh, major um, events of this nature that had to do with the music industry, the music business, foundations of of the, uh, the business and uh, coming out of there with some great information, which they took back to their home cities and uh, put that in action. Mm-hmm. Okay, And so a lot of things happened where we got away from that. And, uh, you know, whether it be uh, COVID or other things like that, but now, you know, to know that it's the opportunities are coming back like that. It's helpful. It's helpful for to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, you know, since you mentioned that, um, kind of brings us into another news story. But they're saying that the music event market is going to reach 40 or excuse me, 481.4 billion globally by 2031. And they say that this is going to happen at a compound annual growth rate of 9.7 percent. So every year it's just going to keep increasing by almost 10 percent. So the global music event industry generated 152.2 billion last year and so that's a huge increase that's coming up and i'm excited to see that happen (laughs) so they're saying that you know this is probably just because well attributed to um growing internet penetration and the rise of importance of live performances across the globe that are you know giving new opportunities upcoming because so many people didn't get a chance to partake in it during the pandemic. So now they're predicting a whole lot of growth for it, just like you were saying. So, you know, for it to go from 152 billion all the way up to 481 billion, um, you know, over the course of the next what, almost decade, that's pretty incredible. So yeah, just something to keep in mind, just like you were saying, all those people go and take it back to their communities, now's the time to cash in if you've got those ideas go ahead and do the research because hey some of that some of those billions could be heading your way uh, depending on how you do it right right you know i i can uh uh allude to the you know a couple of decades ago the old dapper dan events that took place in atlanta 
mm. where many of people from different uh, part, facets of the music industry would come and give seminars and stuff. People would travel from a long way. That that event grew and grew and grew every year. And now I've got my eye focused a bit on the that, that you presented a few months back about Sony uh, constructing a big uh, complex down in the um, Gulf Coast. Um, mm. I can't remember whether it's Mississippi, Louisiana, someplace like that, yeah. and uh, where they're investing a lot of money, and and they're uh, going to have some really big events, just like what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll, have to ch- we'll check in on that and check pro- the construction process and see see yeah. where they are. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I know I miss going to live shows during the pandemic. How about you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. Just, just think, if you were feeling the itch <laughs> to want to get out there, that means a lot of other people probably are, too. And, you know, the more uh, value you can provide um, entertainment-wise, yeah, it's a great time to cash in on it. Yeah, absolutely positive. <laughs> All right, Sony Music has generated 2.15 billion dollars from recorded music and publishing in the third quarter. And that's an increase of 16.4% compared to the same time last year. So their overall music rights operation, which, you know, includes the music and publishing, generated about 303 million more this year than it did the year before in the same quarter. So, I mean, we keep sharing these stories. The trends are still just steadily going up, up, up. And uh, so that just shows you that the money's out there. Uh, make sure that you have your uh, proper uh, registrations in order and all that good stuff. So that way, when your music is played, you actually get paid. So you got to make sure that you handle everything on the back end so you can take part in all this music money that's kind of floating around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I I don't mean to use that word over and over, but you know, in other words, that's a sure thing right there. You gotta do that. Mm-hmm. And Amazon Music is now offering Prime members an expanded ad-free listening uh, opportunity. So now, it's much more music without ads as long as you're in shuffle mode. Uh, you'll have access to Amazon Music's catalog of more than 100 million songs, which is 50 times more than before, without ads. So Prime users can also check out on-demand, all-access playlists personalized to their tastes, download them for offline listening, all types of benefits. So what does this mean? Even if you don't want to use Amazon Music, if you think about how many Prime members there are out there, guess what this means? They're probably going to start shifting to Amazon Music because now they can listen without ads. So you need to make sure that your music is on Amazon Music. So a lot of these um, distributors that offer maybe the cheaper prices or uh, free distribution kind of neglect Amazon Music. So if you're using one of those types of distributors, which there's nothing wrong with, but now would be a good time to make sure that your music's there. Because, I mean, how many times, even if you don't have Prime yourself, 
if you think about your neighbors, how many times have you seen the Amazon vans, trucks, whatever, pulling up to drop stuff off? So they've got a huge, huge audience that will probably be shifting over to using their streaming. So I don't know, just a little, little heads up. Sometimes you got to read between the lines of some of these news stories to figure out what that means for you and your career. And yeah, this time I'm just telling you flat out, make sure your music is on Amazon Prime or Amazon yeah, Music. Yeah, because you you didn't say one hundred and fifty thousand, right? No, <laughs> one hundred million songs. <laughs> yeah, so you gotta make sure you're there because you know so many people have Prime, but yeah, now with them increasing their ad free for their members, ooh, it's it's gonna be something serious with what they're <laughs> they're doing to the streaming game there. Well, you know, there are certain entities that are that are jealous of them, mm. and, and and they're, you know, they're trying to uh, do everything they can to uh, knock them off their progress. You know, so I mean, um, but the beat goes on, mm-hmm. and you know, so got somebody offering a whole lot of different services. Um, hey, you know, so that's that's good for the consumer. Yep, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause, and then we'll be back with more music industry news right after this. Okay.
This is Breezy Gibson from the Breeze team. How would you like to see an online platform that brings you people who've already indicated that they're interested in your particular type of business? Whether it's your music you're selling, hip-hop clothing, you got a restaurant or a cafe, or if you're an entrepreneur or agent for a business, visit me at breeze2cheese.com. That's using the, the number 2, breeze2cheese.com, or click my bio link on my Instagram profile to see a live demo how this can help you get more customers and make more money. Hey, this is a chick with beats. I am a multi-genre music producer and strategist to indie artists and labels. Visit my website, achickwithbeats.com, for resources for artists and instrumentals available in various genres for songs, vlogs, blogs, podcasts, themes, TV, film, commercials, and more. Once again, that's a chick with beats.com, A-C-H-I-C-K. W-I-T-B-E-A-T-Z. Let's make something happen. All right, we're back with more music industry news. A new Trapital report shows why hip-hop's market share is declining. So they said that the U.S. hip-hop recorded market or music revenues grew from $2.3 billion in 2020 to $2.7 billion in 2021, but its share of total revenue fell from 28.2% down to 27.7%. So once Trapital took a look at this, they figured out that one of the main factors contributing to the decline in the market share is the growing popularity of Latin American artists. So we had just shared about how you know Latin American artists are doing you know, big numbers in the U.S. So what the deal is with this is that they're classified as a different genre by the people who count market share. So instead of... Uh, so what, like Bad Bunny and some of the other ones, uh, they're still rappers, but because they're Latin, they just get thrown in that category. So it appears that hip hop's market share is declining, but in reality, uh, some of these genres are mislabeled. So it looks like hip hop is actually still holding on to its its place, but something's got to be done with how these are reported. So it's kind of... If you think about it, it's just kind of weird to just classify a genre based on location when there's so many different styles everywhere. So, you know, hopefully with this, with Trapital bringing this to light, some things can change to make sure that artists are uh, properly categorized as far as what genres they're actually in. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. And, um, and speaking of that, I just want to give a quick shout out to the one and only uh, artist Noop Ellington, and um, been in communication with him earlier this week, and um, he's going to be making an, an appearance with us, uh, well-known keyboardist, and um, got some hip hop in him, got some jazz in him, got some all mm-hmm. kind of everything in him, you know. So uh, just wanted. To I'm going to get that out of the way and, and uh, salute Newt Ellington for his upcoming. And uh, now he ain't shy about <laughs> the, the music he plays. Okay. So, uh, you know, our listeners can be looking forward to that. Yes. It'll be great to have him back on the show. It's been some time, but super talented. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. After teaming up with Sony Music Publishing to buy Ashley Gorley's catalog. Domain Capital closes a new $700 million plus fund. So Atlanta-based Domain and its subsidiary Domain Capital Advisors 
have closed that amount of equity commitments for a new entertainment fund and co-investment vehicle focused on film, TV, and music. So the company's already put more than 170 million of the fund to work um, across the entertainment media. So that means we're gonna be seeing a whole lot more being snatched up by them. And of course, you know, as we get the information, we'll pass it along to you. But yeah, domain capital is going to be something to look out for based in your city, Breezy. How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> so, hey, bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> All right, Live Nation and Brooklyn Bowl are opening a new location in Washington, D.C. So Brooklyn Bowl, D.C. is going to be located at Parcel B in Audifield, at Audifield in the Buzzard Point neighborhood. So this is going to be the brand's first location in the D.C. metro area and the fifth national location for the bowling and music venue concept. So once again, you know, we're talking about these live music opportunities. They're capitalizing and realizing that they can do more in all these different places and they're making it happen. So hint, hint, if that's something that you're interested in, you know, maybe check it out and see what you need to put in place because you can start local um, and it can grow into something huge just like this did. So, you know, just good luck to you. Make sure you do your research, but sky's the limit. Don't um, don't think small with these opportunities because we're seeing uh, a lot of these larger companies buying up some of these festivals and expanding them just as this happened. So something to keep in mind. Yeah, well, you know, um, as we've always said, you know, any opportunity that you have to stack your cash, do it because sometimes the situations present themselves for you to acquire a little something. And it's not all the time just uh, spend everything you got along the way. No, you know, you gotta chalk some stuff, some cheese back for the rainy day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For and sure. uh, so whether, whether it be equipment, whether it be other types of business uh, acquisitions or whatever, um, you know, do what you can to stay prepared. Uh, even in this economy, you still got to put a little cheese back, you know. So when something juicy pops up, something cool pops up, something advantageous business-wise, income-wise, profit-wise uh, pops up and be in position to uh, acquire yeah. or participate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Sony Music Masterworks has acquired the live events company Mac Global. So this is their classical division. And so they've taken the majority state in Mac Global, which is based in Dubai. And they do concert promotion, talent management and events production. So their clients include the Dubai Opera, um, Aldana Amphitheater, Coca-Cola Arena and many more. They produce concerts across the region, which includes um, the UAE, Oman, Bahrain, Qatar, India, and Saudi Arabia. So they're making some progress and expanding. Uh, you know, it's kind of good to see classical music being uh, preserved in this manner. And obviously, it's got to be lucrative for them to be able to expand. So, you know, something to be aware of and keep an eye on. And we'll give you more information as it rolls out. And speaking of expansion, you know, I got to say this. I got to say this. Um, I'm really uh, excited about 
Uh, on one hand, I'm very, very excited about the um, the expansion of women in music. Okay, women in the music industry, women in uh, control positions. That no, there's not enough of that going on. But I'm still happy to see some some um, of the surfaces being scratched. Um, you know, there it, it's it's a it's a hard slate, but women are actually taking hold in many different genres and many different uh, levels of the music industry. And that's a good thing. And, you know, I thank uh, some of the TV productions and uh, cable productions for presenting various shows uh, involving women in music, and especially um, in in rhythm, in hip hop, in uh, R&B, in, in soul, as you might want to call it. And so, you know, there's some avenues that uh, are, are popping up um, and I'm glad to see it, you know. So, you know, no slight to the to the men, OK, because they're doing their thing. They're on the grind. But, um, hey, you know, just throwing a salute out to the women in music right now. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to talk about that more often. And um I feel like a lot of people are uh, benefiting from, you know, seeing this rise that you mentioned. And, um, you know, because one of the things that kind of used to irk me is the phrase female rap. It's just like, ooh, what is that? <laughs> you know, just because a woman's doing it doesn't make it just female rap or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I'm noticing people using more inclusive language. I'm starting to get called bro a lot less on uh, social media so yeah it's, it's really great to see women kind of stepping into their own because in turn um it looks like society's noticing and you know just kind of being a little less exclusive when it comes to us so yeah shout out to the women in music for sure yeah yeah <laughs> all right and the final news story for this week youtube is introducing handles and just in case you haven't gotten an email or maybe you're one of those people that's got, you know, a thousand unread messages, <laughs> but uh, you can check your email and make sure that you can get your own. So your unique at handle will be the primary identifier for your channel, which will make it easy for people to find and interact with you. Um, they're going to be rolling out access for all channels uh, on the platform over the next couple of weeks if you don't choose uh, handled by the 14th, YouTube will automatically assign you one based on your channel name. But no big deal. If you don't like it, you can change it later, which, you know, is very helpful because if you were one of those early adopters of YouTube, if you pick the name, sometimes you were just stuck with it. So um, I'm really excited to see this you know, start to kind of roll out. Uh, we already chose ours, so make sure you check us out at Music Marvel's radio show on YouTube. Easy way to find us. And uh, yeah, so just make sure you go ahead and take advantage of that. If you can't find it in your email, you should be able to check it out through your actual uh, channel settings on YouTube. And uh, I feel like this is going to change the game and definitely make it a lot easier for artists to be able to have fans find them. So. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> you always want that. That's always a good thing, right? Always, always, always. You know, I mean, um, even for the novice uh, who may not have the, the actual knowledge or experience, uh, you know, there's always a way to to slide your toe in 
into something that um, an, in, an involvement, a business involvement, because actually it is a business involvement um, that that could could prosper for you. Mm-hmm. So, hey, salute for that. Yep. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take another pause for the cause, and then we'll be back before we head out for the night. All right.
right, and that does it for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chickle Beats and Breezy Gibson. We thank you again for joining us. It's a pleasure to be rocking with you. A huge thank you and a shout out to our home stations, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Denver, Colorado. I mean, it's been a really, really great time. Um, I enjoyed discussing the, the music industry news and tips and stuff with you as always breezy and we hope that you got something out of it as well as a listener oh yeah oh yeah yeah the listeners win and um you know they get their 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 um sifter you know and all the different stories that are presented they sift through them and then there might be one that's that's uh making a big difference in their own uh lives that that they can grab run with and and work on and receive uh, some profits from them. So, hey, um, it it uh, there's some undercover um, undercover nibble nibbles in this. Mm-hmm. So don't let that uh, don't feel like it's bland or anything like that because there's some definite undercover n- nuggets in this. So uh, sift through, find them, and apply them to yourself. Absolutely. So you know where to find us. Till next time, tune in, tell a friend, and we'll see you then. Peace. Peace.